Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. That's when I was like, you know what, sis, there's some things you have to unlearn. You're not, you're not, you're not it. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is here to expand upon prior and future blog posts and is centered around having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I will be talking about a different topic and inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast aims to make you laugh, think and inspire conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this episode, I'm joined by Noma, a school friend, YouTuber and student as we dive in deeper into the power of the mind, toxic positivity, and how we balance those things. Apologies for the iffy sound, but Noma's wisdom will surely make up for it. So without further ado, let's get into it. So firstly, we have Noma, a mental health nurse student, a YouTuber, and also my twin from secondary school, you know that's right (laughs) we were on opposite ends of the year and yet we were always mistaken for each other and to be honest I I see why but I still don't get it Mm. to be honest I always heard of this other girl called Sarah and I was just like I want to know who Sarah is I want to know who my twin is until we're in the same class for textiles and Mm. then our teacher would just get our names mixed up I was you you was me and yes (laughs) there was no there was no in between it was either she's Sarah or she's Noma there's no in between like I think it just got to a point where people were like they would say Noma and I know that they meant to call me but I was just like yes yeah like I was just responding to your name anyway but (laughs) 
me too I, I claim Sarah just like yeah I might as well you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah welcome to the podcast and how are you like how have you been um, firstly, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I feel very honoured. Um, I've been good. I've been good. It's a pretty calm day today. Um, just, you know, uni stuff, but it's all good. We're getting mm. there. And yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel great. Like, as I was saying before, I've finished university. I had a quick nap today. Um, <laughs> I'm free to do those things now because it's a graduate here. It's a graduate. You deserve it. You honestly deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. Your time is coming. Your time is coming. Um, but as I said before, um, this whole interview is called Miseducation in Conversation. And it's a one-on-one interview where we just kind of have open conversation about an aspect of life that you feel that you've been miseducated on. And so with that, the main question is, what have you, Noma, been miseducated on? That's a good question. I think when you first gave me that question, I was just trying to think back, like, I feel like there's so many things that I'm just, you know, at my age now that I'm starting to learn and, and learn. Mm. But I think the major thing was just um, about your mindset. I feel like that's something I don't feel like school teaches you. You have to learn literally by life. And I mm. think that that... I've really been really passionate about because you know when you sharpen your mindset you get a version of you and it's also just like a huge umbrella to like personal development and ultimately becoming the best version of you and that's literally something I'm just so passionate about like so yeah like literally when I have conversations with people I always try to you know ask like the triggering questions to get people thinking about how did they think about themselves how do they think about certain situations happening around them and just you know just be like a bit of a cat to just allow people to dig deeper you know I feel like the mind is so powerful and I'm only just getting to know this and I definitely feel like this is something I want to just continue educating people I wish I knew the stuff that I know now a lot sooner you know so when did this when did this journey start like what triggered this journey of like personal development and like looking at the mind and how powerful the mind is Mm, I think it started off maybe when I was like 16-ish when I was trying to like just figure myself out I'm just like I know that I'm no more but like I'm not really confident like I just blend in I didn't really have much to you know say about myself I was that quiet student you know and I as much as I held on to that title I knew that I wanted to also become more and I think over time I started to realize like no more you need to work on coming out of your shell work on and actually becoming the person that you see yourself in your mind because mm-hmm. in my mind I was just like I can really be this amazing person but outwardly I would I just felt so shy and I was just like I felt limited and I felt like there was almost like this gap like I'm here but I also want to be there you know mm-hmm. and I tried to really dig in deeper and really just you know analyze you know the words that I'm speaking to myself also, because I do believe those words that you speak to yourself externally and internally are so powerful. Like mm-hmm. they literally make the foundations of where you're going to step into. And I think that's when I realized like, no more, sis, 
you're going to have to a journey on analyzing the words from before because those words are what you're living now you know and the words that you're going to speak now is what you're going to live you know in the weeks and months to come so yeah that's been a big part so definitely around that time when you're trying to figure yourself out I'm just like who, who am I where am I going what's happening <laughs> mm. so is there like a specific instant when you were around that time of 16 just before this kind of whole journey was triggered um like an example or a story that you can like tell the listeners about like what your mindset was like before mm, an example um would be hmm, I think it was just it was just being tired of like limiting myself and limiting the potential that I had it was just like over time I just felt that frustration like I want to step out I want to do all these things and I think I just got to a point where there's not necessarily like a defining point but I just realized you know what I literally will only have one chance to live so I might as well literally live it to the fullest and I feel like you normally say that but until you actually act upon it is slightly different and also um when I was younger in primary school I was actually bullied and I feel like that also like you know played a huge part into like why I felt so shy I felt so quiet like I I had really low self-esteem and I feel like I'm still working on I'm still very much recovering on it and it's like I I just don't want to be that person that's you know not confident in who she is not just outwardly but also internally and I feel like that's where the journey started when I made that internal decision to be like you know what no you have some greatness in you and you're actually capping yourself and also um, starting to get to know God a lot more. I'm a Christian and I very much believe in everything that God has stated about me in his word. And that it was actually a day I would look at the word, yeah, and I'm like, God, this doesn't match with who I am. Like you've called me to be a light on the a light. You've called me to be the salt of the world. Like me, am I even salt? Am I even light? I, I am <laughs> it was just not matching and I was just like you know what God like I need you to transform me like I want to be this person that you you want me you see it I see it but I'm not now and I'm willing to go on that journey and I feel like just you know understanding more of who God has called me to be has helped me Mm -hmm. to also shape who I am and I think that's been the beautiful part not to say that I'm there but I feel like I'm definitely not where I used to be and just appreciating that journey and looking very closely like even to go back to you know watching the words you speak over yourself in the book of Proverbs 18 21 it says death and life are in the power of the tongue Mm -hmm. and I realized I can either create life or create death simply Mm. by using my mouthpiece this mouth that I have God (laughs) she has given it to me and he's just like sis go and create your future go and create the literally the opportunities that you have like and I'm even so grateful to you know be on this podcast because it's literally like you are educating people and you're using this as a tool just to go ahead and just shape people's you know um education and understanding and it's just it's just amazing don't (laughs) Don't gas me I mean (laughs) oh but wow that was that was powerful you were like here here's some scripture here's some scripture hey you're just gonna sprinkle that in there (laughs) but like what what is personal development what is this you know what is the power of words because some people will just be like "Mm, don't really believe that like what is this what is the connection between 
yeah, that's a better question. What is the connection between the power of words, mindset, and just like personal development? Like what's the connection between all three? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And I feel like maybe I'll start with like mind in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we're created with three different parts. We have a body, we have a spirit, and we also have our soul, which within our soul, we have our emotions, mind and intellect. And I think a lot of the times we know how to look after our body. You know, you get that good gym session. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) definitely and um when it comes to our spirit depending on what you know religion you also um believe in as a christian i feel my spirit with the word of god you know standing you know firm in the word in the bible and when it comes to our soul and you know where we find our minds it's just like okay cool we have this mind that is able to make so many decisions why don't we take a step back and allow us to train our minds so that when we are making decisions it's from a place of i have you know greater understanding i can also you know almost like filter the things that I um, allow myself to hear, allow myself to understand. So when it comes to making those decisions, I'm not making them from a negative place, should I say. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, um, um, I kind of feel like I'm deviating from the question, but I'm just going to flow with it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So yeah, like when it comes to our mind, and I think, you know, our mind is basically the way we perceive certain situations. So when I go back to, you know, how does that link to the power of our words, when you have an ability to, you know, speak positive words over yourself and it shapes your mindset and then your mind, when you're making decisions, you're perceiving them from a more of a positive perspective you Mm. know and obviously when you have those things like you know interlinked and you look at personal development that's just who you are overall that's Mm. just who Sarah is that's just who Noma is and it's always trying to look for different areas to become the best version of you and I think you know sometimes it can be a little bit confusing it can be a little bit hard and I think when it comes to um words I think one analogy that I like to use is imagine you start your day and you kind of have like a plate in front of you and Mm -hmm. everything that you speak about yourself is those words are literally being placed on the plate so imagine you go about your day no most beautiful no most blessed no most called to be the light no most called to be this 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 and this and you get to the end of the day that food that plate that's what you're going to eat And that's what's going to fuel you for the next day. So when it comes to words, it's basically like your source. That's what you eventually start to internalize about yourself. And Mm -hmm. you can say the same thing about if you speak negatively about yourself, like no man's ugly, no man's this, no man can't do nothing, no man's a failure. And you get to the end of the day, you're still going to have the plate to eat from. You can't run away from that plate. And I think that's where we start to understand, like, those words that you speak over you, they're going to be fed back to you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fuel you. I'm not going to lie. If you're going to speak negative things over you, don't be surprised when you feel like a failure. You feel like all of those things. Those feelings may be correct, but don't allow yourself to seek them create that difference because when you're able to distinguish okay cool I haven't quite got it in that area yes I may feel like it I feel like a failure should I say but actually just kind of reel it back in and try to rephrase it I'm a work in progress Mm -hmm. I'm still working I'm still sharpening myself I'm still 
you know, in the process. Nobody's ever, you know, perfect or anything like that. And I think it's literally paying attention to what you are saying to yourself, not just outwardly, but also inwardly, because everybody says certain things to them. And I definitely have been in a place where I've spoken so many negative things about myself. And in that time, I realized I was not moving. I was stagnant. There was no growth. No more was not smiling. She was not doing none of that, mm. you know, until I started to intentionally even start to I may not feel it but I'm just like you know what no one's blessed these times I'm not feeling blessed <laughs> but I was still speaking because it's only a matter of time that I will start to catch up and I think it's also just you know back to scripture um, <laughs> um when we look at God for example um he created the heavens and earth like you know if we go back to Genesis he said I'm gonna create he spoke his, he used his mouth, sorry, should I say, to create all of these things into existence. And I believe that we're also made in the same likeness as he is. We have the ability to almost change the direction and course of our life. And I'm thinking, when I got that, when I got that understanding, I said, I can no longer afford to use my words to speak down upon myself. Mm. I mean, I have places to be, you have places to be, you have people to speak life over, even using this amazing platform and it's that thing of like you know what yes girl yes <laughs> it's like you know what even on the days you don't feel it it's like you know what I have I have my platform and this platform speaks and as it speaks it's gonna touch people you know in ways that you may not even understand and I think that's the beautiful thing about words words go a long way mm. and yeah they literally plant seeds inside of you and um yeah so yeah. <laughs> no, yeah that was that was a beautiful analogy I like the way that you said that it's like like a plate of food because I think a lot of us kind of look at words as just things that you just put out and it's like be careful of what you say to other people because it's you know it has the power to hurt other people but we never really think about how even though we are projecting those words, we are also intaking those words. Like it seems like like opposites, like a juxtaposition, but really it's like, even though you're saying it about so-and-so, you're also taking it in. Like it's also a reflection of who you are and how you view yourself and your perceptions. So, wow, that was, that was really powerful. I was even like, oh, a plate and like nourishment and all these different things. Like that's <laughs> powerful. That is powerful indeed. Oh, I love that. Um, I was going to ask because for me and with Miss Educate and everything, um, Miss Educate is definitely like the first, before Miss Educate was called Miss Educate, it was called the Miseducation of Sticks and Stones, which is based on the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, because I kind of grew up in a household where my parents were like, yes, yeah, sticks and stones will break your bones, but like words will hurt you too, because there's power in words. Um, and I guess my question is like why do you think people miss miss um kind of like miss misunderstand I guess it would be the word I can't find the right word right now but why do you think people kind of lessen the impact of words but they'll kind of be like action 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 words not so much Um, that's a good question. I feel like I've definitely been that person that's also thought, you know, words can't hurt me. Words are just words, you know what I mean? And I think um, 
the major thing is that you can't necessarily see words and I think it, you know as human beings we, we tend to lean more towards things that we can see if somebody has let's say a physical injury you're very quick to be like oh yeah like they got hurt because you know let's say they broke their leg and if somebody's like you know somebody speaks negative words over somebody you don't necessarily see the impact straight away like for example you know um for me there's certain individuals that have spoken certain things in my life and at that time I didn't get hurt my life carried on as normal mm -hmm. it's like maybe five ten years later and I'm faced with a situation I'm just like right like I don't think I can do this you know ten years ago this person said this 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 and this mm -hmm. it's kind of always like words don't always have a direct negative impact it's most over time it's like when they're spoken it's like a seed seeds don't grow straight away they take time and when they're not dealt with they fester they grow and grow and grow until you're faced with a situation like well okay cool I was hurt by that word and I think you know just simply because you can't necessarily see the words that are spoken people may not necessarily take it so seriously you know and I think that's where miseducate comes in <laughs> definitely want to um, educate people on understanding like you know your words are so so powerful especially if you're a person who's in authority like you're a teacher you're a parent you're an older sibling like your words are so so powerful and I think it's understanding that um you know even to tie in with like mental health as well like just because you can't really see it it doesn't mean it hasn't impacted the individual you know mm -hmm. what I mean um yeah oh, yeah wow. yeah so like because I know that you said like you've spoken negatively over yourself but like where do you think that we learn to speak so negatively over ourselves because like if you think about it we are born into this world and we can't speak yet like we have a mind that is developing as we go but like how we learn to walk and talk is that we're taught it it's not something like, I don't think any baby comes out of the womb saying I'm a failure already. I've just made it into the world, but I'm a failure. So like where like a child, a person, an individual, we are, we are taught this. So for you personally, and then in a more general sense, like where do you think you were taught to speak so negatively or to think negatively about yourself before your journey of, you know, personal development and mindset and understanding the power of words? Mm. Um, that's a good question. Um, girl, you got some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did I learn it? I think for me, it's, um, I don't think it's necessarily where did I learn it. I think it's maybe the absence of somebody telling me that I am all these things that God has created me to be. Mm. I think that absence was, you know, I think it's, um, I think for me, <laughs> it was from like, you know, just not necessarily having those affirmations given to me. And I think that ultimate, ultimately made me think the opposite. Oh, I haven't been told this, so clearly I'm this, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that just happened over a period of time. And I think um, more generically, I think, you know, your environment definitely plays a lot 
to do with what you learn and what you also intake. It may not necessarily just be your household, but it also can be, you know, institutions like school, it can be the media, it can be, you know, even just your friendship group and, you know, who you end up, you know, hanging around with, like what you hear, what you see, you know, all of these things can definitely play a huge impact into how you hear yourself and sorry, how you see yourself and um, how you view yourself ultimately. So I think it's all down to your surrounding and definitely your upbringing too. And um, yeah, um, yeah. And also, I guess, because I feel like, I feel like there's like a kind of like a slippery slope when it comes to, you know, mindset and understanding the power of words, because I feel like sometimes you can be like overly positive to the point that you're like unrealistic, which is kind of this, well, I don't know whether how long this term has been been around, but I've recently been reading on toxic posi- toxic positivity and toxic positivity for those of you who don't know what it is, is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's only, it's a good vibes only approach to life. And while there are benefits of being an optimist and engaging with positive thinking, toxic positivity instead rejects difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful, often falsely positive facade. Mm. Toxic positivity takes positive thinking to an overgeneralized extreme. This attitude doesn't just stress the importance of optimism, it minimizes and denies any trace of human emotions that aren't strictly happy or positive and that is from uh, verywellknownmind.com um, so then how are you real with yourself and the situations that you face on the daily without being overly negative or overly positive mm. Mm. Um, that's a really good um, definition I feel like that's something we need to talk about a little bit more <laughs> The positivity yes please um I think for myself it's being able to be aware of myself like as much as I want to be this positive person I think it's important for me to also take time out to analyze what is hurting me why am I feeling upset why am I feeling down I think that is equally as important as speaking life over you it's kind of like you know when you have a wound you need to treat it before you can start you know applying certain bandages over it so it's kind of like you know when you are feeling a certain way don't just necessarily run to just speak 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 words over it take time to analyze yes the goal is to be able to be in a healthy position to be able to speak life and speak all of these encouraging things but before you get there you know it's okay to sit down and be like you know what yeah my day is not going too well today you know mm-hmm. I set to wake up at 5pm I'm up at 12 and da, 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 da. my schedule is just not it you know I'm upset I'm down and I think that is also just a beautiful part about you know just developing as a person and it it just ties down to just being more aware of you and being aware of the space that you're in and just taking time out and I think that's like a really key part because yeah toxic positivity that culture yeah of course we can do of course we've got it but at the same time take time to 
just breathe and just you know analyze your thoughts do you really believe you can do it right now because if you can't it's okay let's analyze why is it that you believe that you can't do it it's better to you know sit down and actually be real with yourself and then encourage yourself from a place of realness rather than from a place of just you know just being fake about it you know I'm just I'm gonna do this really and truly you have no plan you know so um (laughs) I think that's you know really really key as well have you ever like speaking and going back to the term of toxic positivity like have you ever heard of the term Yes, I actually have heard the term before and I thought, you know, like yourself, I had to, you know, research about it and actually understand it. And I definitely feel like I have fallen into that place of being quite toxic with the positivity. And I think, you know, it definitely, you know, humbled me and made me realize, you know what, I need to understand when is the right time for me to, you know, have that internal voice that is speaking to me, like, you know, be positive, be positive, as well as, you know what, today's actually a down day and it's okay for me to, you know, take that time out so yeah I've come across the time as well Mm. yeah I think like there's really a a, like when I first saw it I was like oh Mm. oh yes Mm -hmm. because I think that there is like a danger of being of going from a place of being like quite negative about yourself to then just going to the extreme the extreme opposite but I also think it's like it's not just that, but also like the environment and the culture around us, because I don't know about you, because, okay, you've, you've grown up in the church. You're a Christian. I've also grown up in the church and I'm a Christian as well. And I found it quite difficult to tell people in the church that I'm struggling because we've been kind of brought up on this mentality of, you know, people will share their testimonies and there's passion. There's, there's not, there is passion. There's power. Mm. and people sharing like their stories and the things that they've overcome but sometimes we only see it as kind of like the way that we see a movie where it's like okay it's just 90 minutes and that was it but that was actually somebody's life this is somebody's reality and I think that sometimes we fall into this trap as Christians where we can be overly positive and toxically positive where it's like I only want you to see me on the outside of it of like me being very strong and victorious I don't want you to be with me when I'm going through the trenches of it so I don't know whether you can like have you ever found it or can you relate it to like I don't know maybe church or your faith or another sector of your life where you find that like certain people in your life are like very preachy of toxic positivity Mm. um I can definitely relate um in terms of just like trying to seek for help, um, I definitely feel like that's been a really difficult part of me. Um, similar to yourself, you know, um, I've been brought up in an environment that makes me feel like I can almost do everything and anything. Um, I'm like one of the oldest siblings in my household. And, you know, being an older sibling, I, you kind of feel like, you know what, I just have to handle things. I have to keep things moving, keep mm-hmm. things going. And I think, um, it made it really hard for me to ask for help. And I think for me, I can relate from maybe an academic perspective. Like I'll be here, like, you know, really struggling with my assignments, you know, really just, you know, I'm not understanding anything. I've read the learning outcomes a couple hundred times or whatever. And I'm just there, like I can really go and ask for help. But a part of me just, you know, to say, can you help me? I think that was hard. And that's something I definitely had to overcome. And um 
I had to relearn that it's actually okay for me to not be okay. And I think that's also a statement that we hear quite often. And I think for me, it was the process of realizing that you don't have to have everything together. And the God that we serve, he's a God that allows us to go through the process. He doesn't want somebody who is always together, that he puts us together and he allows us to become strong, especially in our moments of weaknesses. And I think that's when I start to almost, you know, start to boast, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what, that's where even God is able to come through and he's able to have and take that glory and I think for me um realizing that you know what I can't do everything by myself yeah that's when I was like you know what sis there's some things you have to unlearn you're not you're not you're not it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think um that was such a pivotal moment and also just developing as a person you know understanding that as much as I'm an older sibling as much as I'm all of these things I'm still no more who's learning how to navigate life. Mm. I'm still very much me. And tomorrow I have not experienced it before. So therefore, who am I not to even ask out for all of these things? You know, university is hard, okay? And for me... I said, you know what, I'm going to ask for all the help that I can get. But for me to get to that place, it was hard. It was a struggle. And I think it's definitely down to upbringing and just almost feeling like you have to have it all together. You know, you have to put that mask. You can't speak about, you know, the things that you go through outside the four walls of your house. You can't, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay. (laughs) It was a lot, but we thank God. (laughs) No, I can see... Like I can really see how like being an older sibling and like everyone's looking up to you to the point that like, you know, you're a role model. You can't have, you can't falter. You can't fall. You can't make it seem like, you know, actually I don't know what's going on. And I think that there's, there's so much power in the word saying, Hey, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, maybe we can find out together. You know, like that's, that's really, yeah. I was also going to like ask, whether you find that, you know, having to have everything all together is also within, you know, this kind of notion of being like the strong black woman as well. Like, do you think that as like, it's just, it's not just you are one of the older siblings in an African household, you're also like and navigating that and the expectations of being a role model to your younger siblings. But also when you go out into the world, people perceive you and see you not as like, as an individual of, okay, there's Noma and she's from this and this is her life. And these are the things that she struggles with. They see strong black woman Mm. and like the stereotypes over there. So do you ever feel like not just like within the home, but like within the way other people perceive you, school, education, university, work, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, um, I definitely, definitely have experienced that. Um, And I think it's, it makes it even difficult to ask for help. Um, Because I'm here, I'm just like, you know, what? I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, as I'm just, you know, even getting ready to ask for help, but part of me is just like, no, but but you should know what you're doing. You should have things put together. Like, why why don't you know what you're doing? It's almost that inner critique. And like that voice really, really does get to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think 
it's it's really difficult to navigate because especially if it's something that you've almost believed for such a long time you don't just wake up the next day just like you know what I'm going to drop everything that has been spoken that I've believed it's a process to unlearn there's Mm -hmm. a whole journey to get yourself in a place where you know you have a healthy relationship with asking for help despite the things that you know have been placed around you yes you may have you may be this black woman who's supposed to have things together and some days I'm not and that's completely fine and I think it's been okay standing in that it's been okay like literally putting your hands up like yo me I don't know I don't know for tomorrow I don't know for now I don't know for the next hour you know and um yeah I think that's something we definitely have to tackle a lot more and just kind of you know um especially as you know black women you know just being able to share our stories how we've overcome certain things I think that would definitely empower the younger generation even the older generation to be like you know what we actually go through struggles and you know it's amazing to see certain people on the other side of those struggles I can now go and ask her for help I can now also use my same voice to let her know that I'm struggling I know you went through this but can you help me so yeah um yeah I really like how you've kind of you've kind of tied a lot of things together where it's like it's not just being positive but also it's yeah it's not just being like I've got this I'm okay I'm not gonna fail but it's also like about self-reflection and like being you know like self-analytical of like your circumstances and and also like remembering that as you're doing these things you're not doing them alone like you've got you've got people Mm. because I think it's really easy sometimes to like become like an island and just feel like well I've got to figure it all out myself but yeah it's kind of like redefining like what it means to not just be human but like more specifically what it means to be like a black woman like we are vulnerable and there's strength in that and it's it's really clear to see that you're owning that that you're owning the I don't know and that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's okay period that's That's it that's the end of the sentence (laughs) um how do you think that now knowing this that you don't have to have all like everything together and knowing the answers for everything how do you think that has impacted you now as like an older sister um it's kind of made me a lot more relatable to my siblings because Mm -hmm. you know I actually had the conversation with them I was just like you know now that I'm a bit more open I'm a bit more relaxed I'm just calm it's kind of like they've also mentioned like I feel like I can approach you a bit more I feel like I can speak to you about certain things and I feel like just that small change you know letting go of that facade like no you don't have it all together and just be like yo guys I'm struggling with this like they almost see me as one of them like there's not that separation it's kind of like we're all going through certain things and I think it's so it's so important especially you know um as an older sibling or just anybody who's a role model in general it's good for you to you know show them show whoever is let's say following or looking up to you that it's not every day that I have it together you know mm-hmm. so they don't look up to you the time the day or the moment that they do have it all together because even when you get there you're not gonna have it all together so I think um for me it's just made me 
a lot more relatable, a lot more approachable, just like within my household. And I think um, outside of that, for me personally, it's kind of just made me free to ask for help. Like I'm unapologetically, I will email my lectures three, four times a week. They will see my name. When I leave uni, they'll remember me, you know? <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will. Up in them emails. Up in them emails. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, sir, can I arrange a meeting with you? Thank you. You know, and um, it's kind of just made me, even like the small things, like I can get up out of bed a lot easier knowing that help is literally a call away it's an email away like even the smallest things like that I've just seen such an improvement because beforehand I would get up and I'll just be like oh, I have to try and figure this out I have to try and do this but now it's like I have help like help is within my proximity you know whether it's email phone call or whatever and I think that's I don't know it, it literally makes me smile but at the same time I do get a bit emotional thinking about it because it's like once upon a time I felt like I wasn't you know worthy of that help I felt like mm-hmm. I had to have everything together and it's like that version of Noma was was not it <laughs> she was trying to bring everything together but really and truly deep down she was she was confused she was lost yeah like yeah but she was lost but she thought she had everything together sis I know what you were trying to do (laughs) but um yeah yeah I just yeah I thank god for the journey the process and there's still a lot to learn but I'm glad that I'm able to see the benefit of just being able to ask for help and yeah Mm. Yeah, it's really powerful because like, I think it's really hard for people just in general, like just to admit like, hey, I'm not okay. So like, and and knowing that you're not alone. And I think especially within like the pandemic, like it's yeah. even harder to just be like when everybody's supposed to be isolating and like staying at home, it's even harder to ask for help because you're like, I don't want to be a bother. Uh, there's so many other things going on in the world. Like, I'm sure there's a name for it, but I feel like sometimes we hinder ourselves by we're like, you know, this person has other things going on. Like what I'm going through is not that bad. And we kind of like belittle like what the toxic positivity um, definition was saying. Like we kind of belittle like the the things that we go through because we're like, nah, they should like, you know, they've got, you know, tons of uh, essays to mark and they've got, you know, X, Y, Z to do and they probably have a family like they they don't have time to help me with my essay like I'll just have to figure it out myself and it's like almost like a it's just a rabbit hole where you just spiral down out of control because it's like I don't want to bother anyone but when you do get to that point where you're like excuse me you yeah. will help me you will <laughs> help me like I respect your boundaries sir madam whoever you are like I, I respect your boundaries but please I can't do this by myself period so Mm. what are like some of the changes that you've seen in yourself from 16 year old Noma to now like what are some of the changes that you've seen in like maybe not even just your mindset but like your appearance how you carry yourself like what are some of the things that you've seen within yourself that you're like I never would have done this when I was 16 Oh, that's that's a really good question because I feel like I constantly like to 
reflect on just you know the little things you know mm. the growth and everything and I think one thing I would say is I wear my natural hair a lot more um 16 old no ma I think I don't know if she wore her natural hair but it would probably be like once every couple years or something like that I think I'm starting to just own who Noma is like with and without makeup you know trying to really um love me like love love the the coils in my hair like mm-hmm. I think that's just such a I don't know it's such a big part and I think um that's also a whole conversation in itself and I think that's just stemmed from a place of like nobody's gonna love me as much as I love me so I need to love me in all all kinds of you know states whether I'm doing up my makeup whether I'm having my fresh makeup and I'm rocking my natural hair or whatever because you know um that's it this is how God made me and this is not going to change <laughs> so um yeah I think also a few things I wouldn't have expected myself to start a YouTube channel even though I'm not so consistent I feel like that was also a it was also like a personal development you know sort of thing that I was doing with myself you know trying to you know grow in my confidence grow in my you know create skills I'm just like YouTube is so big <laughs> no more feels so small but mm. I'm I just you know challenge myself to get out there and literally be everything that Noma dreams of you know that sounds so that sounds so deep oh god <laughs> no speak on it keep going yes we're here for it <laughs> but yeah I think um starting my YouTube channel was quite an emotional journey because I think I was about mm, 18 or so and it was like you know what I want to find out more about myself and I think the best way to do that is chucking yourself in the deep end of certain things and for me going on YouTube it was a lot it was honestly a lot and just being able to you know sit in front of a camera I was camera shy I still am sometimes but I think it was such a beautiful challenge and it wasn't necessarily for the subscribers the likes the comments it was the fact that I was able to film a video learn editing skills and post content for me I was satisfied I was like yay that's that's no more right there (laughs) but yeah I think those are a few things that I would just be like yeah no more you've you've done well but there's still a lot more to go you know Mm. I just want to go back into like your natural hair for a second just because I think it can be like for black women for us like it's 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 quite daunting the first time you're like so Mm. this is me (laughs) this is my natural hair by the way (laughs) just like just in case just in case you didn't know (laughs) um I'm trying to find the right words to like describe it like can you describe a little bit of kind of the relation between so that we stay on topic but like the relation between like the change of your mindset and also like your natural hair and your natural hair journey, I would say. Mm. Um, I think it was more of just trying to like, because I feel like before I was, you know, very much influenced by social media, what other people looked like, you know, weaves, wigs, very much like popping. And they're amazing things like, you know, they're, they're cute. I mean, when my, when, when people get their wigs slid, I'm like, yes. But I felt like for me, I 
found myself just really trying to like lean towards other things and trying to keep up with all of that and I realized it's not really what I wanted to do and I think just in terms of like just personal development and just the way I you know see myself that was like a huge like I don't know uh, what word to use but it was like you know like uh hmm, words English mm, help (laughs) but um I just wanted to be able to look at myself and be like this is Noma I feel like Noma on the inside and I feel like Noma on the outside and I feel like falling in love with my natural hair was a big part of it and um it wasn't the smoothest of journeys but it was something just just to be able to own it and not have to hide it I feel like the fact that I had to hide it was like okay cool this is something you need to learn to love Mm. because that's a part of you sis you know and even on top of that having you know younger siblings and younger sisters it's like if they see their older sister like constantly hiding their afro clearly afros are not cute and I was just like you know what I need to almost learn how to love my hair to also open the door for them to love their hair too and I don't know I feel like sometimes I'll be thinking too much about certain things but yeah hopefully I don't know if that makes sense but um definitely just opening that door to loving myself in different ways and being able to I think I've got the sentence that I was trying to get (laughs) (laughs) almost trying to like redefine like the beauty standards so that it's not what everybody sees on Instagram like I want to also be able to be like you know what I feel so beautiful rocking my natural hair I must sleek my edges or whatever I must show you my coils at their shrink stage at their stretch stage every stage and I'm gonna be like yeah I want to show up and you know just redefining that standard because for a long time I felt like I was following a standard that was set by social media seeing everybody do all sorts which was amazing but for me I was like Mm. I'm gonna create something different so I guess just as we are like trying like summarizing and winding down and I think that with this whole like podcast episode and with everything that you've said you've definitely shown like how you are re-educating yourselves yourself however just to like summarize how are you re-educating yourself (laughs) um um I feel like we definitely touched on a lot of things um I think just to summarize I would say I'm re-educating myself um by unlearning unhealthy habits when it comes to personal development and just the way I relate to myself the way I have conversations with me um and yeah I think that is the most important part about just the journey overall allow myself to go through it learn things and unlearn um yeah just like I just sorry I had thought of this question and I was like quick write it down before you forget um how do you catch those negative like thoughts those negative feelings because at one point those negative thoughts and feelings were your norm they were they were the kind of default setting of your mind so then how do you catch those thoughts and allow them not to kind of like 
you know fester and grow inside your brain like how do you catch them it's definitely a bit of a process and it definitely takes a lot of um patience with yourself because you know you've been in a certain mindset for such a long time and I think um you have to be really intentional um I think also you have to give yourself time to reflect, whether it be, you know, in the form of journaling or allowing your thoughts to almost, you know, run so that you can almost read your thoughts and actually analyze, you know what, this is not quite nice that I'm saying to myself. And I'm going to also counteract that with a truth. Like for myself, if there's a negative thought, I'll try and see, you know, what does the Bible say about this? How can I bring that thought into alignment with the word of God? Because that's, that's the truth that I believe in. And, um, um, I think it's honestly a journey like you have to be kind to yourself because you know the first time I thought about this I was just like I'm gonna bring every negative thought down I'm gonna speak to that thought and I was just like you know I became really overwhelmed uh, for real and I think it's almost like a on a day-to-day basis you know analyze your thoughts what did I think about myself today where did I actually speak down upon myself and just write down those things and when you start to see them you know coming back up again kind of almost pull yourself to the corner and just be like have a little pep talk with yourself like be kind to yourself because it's you versus you so you know you don't want to you know almost put so much pressure on yourself to change you must do this it's kind of like you know what okay cool I know that you didn't quite hit your target today but we're going to do this to make sure that you hit your target tomorrow I know that you didn't quite get the grade that you wanted to get but you know what let's look at the other things around it you you smashed the assignment you did the assignment you didn't fail the assignment it's kind of almost analyzing that thought because not every thought is true some thoughts are just blown out of proportion and it's trying to figure out okay cool and maybe I'm over exaggerating this thought let me actually analyze where is it coming from is it from a place of insecurity is it from a place of trying to be perfect and once you start to analyze certain things like for myself I'm a bit of a perfectionist and that definitely ruins a lot of things so when I do have a negative thought I I often find myself knowing that okay cool it's from a place of trying to be perfect right no more you can't be perfect so let's take a step to actually realizing you know what you tried your best you did your best and your best is actually enough so yeah I definitely feel like analyzing taking time to be self-aware and um just just being aware of that inward voice like okay cool who's speaking right now is it the truth or is it any other contributing you know conversations is it somebody else's voice is it you know it can be a lot of things but taking time out just to analyze you know where is that thought really coming from Mm. and yeah this might be a tricky question but for the people that are listening to this and because I think a lot of like what you've said has been very anchored in like as I've said before like self-reflection so what would you say to a person who's like look Noma this is really easy for you to say because it seems that you have time to self-reflect but I don't have time to myself I don't know what self-reflection looks like I don't know how to do that Mm. what would you say to them first of all um I would say that um firstly you're very important and you should definitely prioritize you and create that time for you even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes a day I say you deserve that time firstly and secondly like within that time you can literally just get a notebook if you're a writer and literally the date feelings current feelings 
what's making me feel like this if you don't like writing get your phone and literally open up the voice note app in your phone and give yourself voice notes and literally just be like um today i'm feeling like this because of this 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 and that and even if you don't know why you're feeling like that record your feelings because there's so much power in almost outletting what you're feeling internally whether it by whether it's via a notebook or you know you speaking to you know your phone so that you can also listen to it later on and analyze okay cool what state of mind was I actually in at that time so I think the key part is not necessarily trying to um know what's going to be at the end but just doing okay I want to become more intentional about this specific part I want to understand myself a lot more and it's literally being you know committed to the journey because there is no destination there is absolutely no destination and also there is no pace that you're supposed to go you go at your pace and your pace alone no comparison no nothing and at first it is going to be overwhelming it is going to be challenging no journey is easy yeah and I think that is the beautiful part like you giving yourself that permission to say you know what I deserve it I may not see the time I may not have the time but I'm going to create the time even if it means I'm going to stay up I'm going to wake up a bit later earlier should I say (laughs) I'm going to create that time so that I have time to put down my feelings focus on them focus on who is speaking you know I think that is the key part because there's actually 24 hours in a day and I'm pretty sure we can spend 10 minutes 10 minutes and yeah just (laughs) no it's very true I think I asked that question because I know that like there is probably gonna be somebody listening to this and and thinking like because of you know upbringing and different circumstances within their lives maybe they've got kids maybe they're responsible for other people like and it's really hard yeah and I think yeah it's really hard to put yourself first sometimes but it's like as you've said it's really it's necessary and you deserve it and you are deserving of that time so just as we close like do you have any like closing remarks that you would um like I have other questions a little bit a few more questions but um to summarize everything you've said is there any like something closing that you would want to say to the listeners Mm, um I feel like we can speak for another couple hours you know (laughs) um I would definitely say that um you're worthy like whoever's just like watching like you are worthy you are important you're special you're destined for greatness and nothing less like as in you as you listen to just all the podcasts like you know um you're so special and you're going to go far, but you have to commit to that journey of wanting more for yourself, wanting yourself to come out of your comfort zone and to actually step into the process because we can really feel like we're in the process, but we actually haven't stepped into it. And when you are in the process, I just want to encourage you to commit to it. You will thank yourself later. You will look back, whether it be six months from now or two years from now, that you know what? I'm glad I'm doing the things that scared me because where I am right now I'm smiling a lot better you know I feel more comfortable being me as a person so I would just say do what you need to do to become the best version of you because you are worthy you are you are everything you know and yeah you are loved (laughs) just I'll put that in there sprinkle it in there you are loved you're worthy (laughs) (laughs) 
thank you so much Noma for just everything that you've said it's it's really inspiring I wish I'd taken more notes like the way I was scribbling it's just there was a lot <laughs> there was a lot that you said and I was like wow analogy here wow metaphor here wow <laughs> question question like my brain is like it's like all over the place but just as we close because I feel like I've been saying just as we did like um I have just because with the topics that I go in with the people that I interview it's very like deep and heavy so to kind of like lighten the mood a little bit I have a little segment that I call quick miseducated questions okay so it's just four questions the first thing that comes to your head I might ask you a little bit about it just in case like I'm intrigued but um the first question is, if this podcast episode was a song, what would it be? Um, a song. Oh, this is so, okay. Um, a song that's already out there. Is there a song that isn't out there? I mean. <laughs> Are you writing a song? I mean, maybe. Oh. No. <laughs> um, if this podcast was a song, I would say um, girl I was not ready for this <laughs> um I'm trying to think of like an empowering song a song that that when you listen to you like yeah um <laughs> I'm literally just <laughs> honestly it stuns people but I honestly think that this is like my favorite part of the interview because I'll ask you I've asked you such deep questions and then it's the lighter ones that you're like I don't even know how to answer this anymore <laughs> I don't even know what to say <laughs> um yeah I I am um trying to think um let's I'll come back to it we'll we'll come back to it okay the next question is something people don't talk about but should talk about mm. mental health definitely mm. Definitely, definitely. Um, an unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Um, unpopular opinion. Social media is overrated. Actually, no, no, no. I don't want to use that one. I don't want to use that. One. <laughs> Look at me. I, I'm on social media too. <laughs> She's a YouTuber, but <laughs> oh, Sarah, you really got me with these questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I try. It's it's the aim of the game. It's the aim of the game. Ah, oh, damn. Unpopular opinion. Um, I'm going to make it quite random. I love McDonald's chicken nuggets and McFlurries mixed together. Yeah, that's it. Nobody chat to me. Okay, cool. That's that's my answer. I so. don't even think I have any follow-up question. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, what is fake? a piece of fake news that you wish was real? Um fake news things I don't even be following the news like that you know fake news that I wish was real I think I heard something about um something about people getting extra money from lockdown or something like that something around like it was like an extra k like if you're a student or something like that you get some some kind of covering and the money was looking nice and I was just like oh damn I want to get a bit of that and it was not real that was quite sad. Yeah. 
even the way my eyebrows just like I wish people could see the my face right now because the way my eyebrows just went huh money <laughs> money <laughs> student for me really <laughs> and back to the first question if this podcast episode was a song what would it be oh what would the name of this song be <laughs> I don't know why, but it's such a hard question. Like the, men- the moment you mentioned that all the songs disappeared from my head. I don't know why I was thinking of this, but I thought of um, Whitney Houston, Greatest Love of All. Because she says basically like the greatest love of all is like within you, is like within yourself. Okay. And I think that kind of, I, I feel like that kind of relates, kind of. I don't know why, but also I think of Whitney Houston songs all the time. So like, I don't know whether that's actually related to the whole thing of what has been said in this episode, but that's what I thought of. I was, yeah, I was trying to think of something on the empowering side. If I steal that song, do they um, have to play? (laughs) (laughs) I We decided this together. We decided it together. It was like, it was in my, like, you thought it, and then you put it in my brain, and then I said it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Teamwork. I mean. (laughs) We are twins, after all. Like, we're twins. It's the twin thing. Exactly. I was going (laughs) to say that Sarah is Noma. Noma is Sarah. Like, we share ideas. It's actually okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) but I think those are all the questions that I had again thank you so much for being on this episode thank you so much for your insight thank you for just being open and vulnerable with all of us as me as a host and also the listeners as well um Noma's all of Noma's handles will be definitely linked in the episode description so be sure to check that out be sure to support her and follow her with her YouTube and everything that she does. But yeah, thank you so much, Noma. Thank you. I also just want to say thank you once again. I feel honored. Um, this is my first ever podcast feature. But yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you and all the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and support Sarah because yeah, yeah, we need to we need to see more and more. <laughs> thank you so much. I think if there's one thing, firstly, thank you so much, Noma, for being on the podcast. But if there's one thing that I like definitely took out of this interview is that Noma is a person that practices what she preaches. I think that her positivity and just her outlook on life is not necessarily confined to just self-affirmations, but she also kind of like encourages and speaks them over other people. I don't know whether you noticed, but all through the interview, she was encouraging me as well as, you know, talking about herself. And I think that that's just a testament to the fact that, yeah, she practices what she preaches. And I think it's interesting that once you start doing this internal work, once you start, you know, um, sorry, I'm getting off track because there are like, builders outside and they're listening to Dua Lipa and they're singing bare loud and it's really funny and I'm trying not to concentrate on that but anyway um 
yeah, Nova practices what she preaches. And I think it's very, as she said, kind of having a balance between, you know, being positive and having a positive outlook on your life, but also being real with the circumstances in your life. Because not every day is going to be happy and dandy. Some days are going to be really, really crap. But remembering that, like, you're going to make it through. But yeah, that's kind of what I took away from listening to this interview again. Let me know what you took away from the interview by following me on social media. The handle for Instagram is at miss.educate as well as following us on Twitter. The handle is at miss underscore educate. And let me know what other topics that you want to hear about on the podcast. As well as don't forget to catch up on all blog posts at miseducateblog.com and add your email to the subscription list so that you don't miss out on new posts. Check out the description for resources referenced in this episode and continue to watch, read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. And tune in next time for another discussion on the Miseducate podcast. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.